0: If you're hearing us on an Android device and you haven't yet checked out the Podcast Republic app, well, uh, I would say that you are someone who doesn't listen to podcast hosts. So maybe just uh, change that and listen to me saying, check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. There's thousands of good reviews, so you don't have to take my word for it. Check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. We have another sponsor as well. Support for Dissecting the 80s is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. I added, nope, I didn't add a word there. That's what the ad copy says. I read it correctly. I can read as a 34-year-old adult man. Uh, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I love alliteration and rhyming in ad copy. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, which they sent to each of us,
1: uh, along with a T-shirt that I don't know that I have the guts to wear in public. But you, I might. I I mean, I also was thinking like maybe I'll crop it too, but I didn't know if that would be like weird to be like, "Thanks for the free T-shirt, let me cut it." You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) I think it's probably fine. I think if you wear it, that's good. The uh, Lawnmower 4.0, that's right, their fourth iteration of below the waist grooming tools. You can join over two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. That's anywhere on the globe. Worldwide shipping for free. Enter the code MACHO, M A C H O, MACHO
1: at Manscaped.com. Hi. We are one of the first people to try the 4.0, and I really like it because I've used other trippers in the past, and they kind of make the cash and prizes look like they're about to lock the doors of this high school gym and like burn it down with everyone inside. But this doesn't do that, which I really appreciate. It's a very smooth experience. Uh, It's also
0: got a travel lock, which is good because I have had many times the uh, razor turn on in the bag, which is always embarrassing because people are like, oh, I know what's in there. And you're like, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be embarrassed if it was the vibrator that you thought it was, but it's actually just a boring razor. So uh, that's, once again, 20% off and free shipping with our code Macho, M-A-C-H-O, at manscaped.com. I hope to God Mom took our word and isn't listening, because I'm about to say these words. Your
1: "Your balls will thank you. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code macho M A C H O at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code macho M-A-C-H-O. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now I just wonder what Macho Man Randy Savage doing that would be like. Like, cause you know he, he said <laughs> he was famous for like just picking about... stuff up off the table. And I'm like, was he, just, was yeah, he just yeah. like picking up like the crop duster and like the lawnmower and being like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: your last match was a close win, a close shave, you might say. This week it'll be even closer as I pin you down. One, two, three. Your ass is grass and I have the lawnmower 4.0. <laughs> yes, exactly. That would have been it right there. Uh, he would have been one of the many wrestlers who are now podcasters, uh, and I think we would have had that exact ad read you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the mega podcasting powers, and with me, as always, is a man who I would trust to fight a kangaroo Downunda, the Macho Mandrew.
1: Andrew Leno. Although I don't think he fights a kangaroo, Right.
0: Well, like kangaroo boxing, I feel, was a thing in cartoons. Obviously. Oh,
1: yeah. I forgot about that.
0: I don't know how often that, like... Occur- I mean, I am sh- I am certain that occurred IRL as well, but I just remember cartoons were always
1: kangaroo boxing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen red kangaroos? They're jacked. No. Is it, like, a subspecies of kangaroo? Yeah, they're called... Be- I'm pretty sure they're red kangaroos, um, but, like, there's this... Fam- it's the photo that pops up when you Google when you, like, image search for them, and it looks... He's <laughs> like... I'm going to I'm going to pose for trip because we could see each other try to describe it. He's like leaning. It's like he's laying down like he's like posing on a beach like Arnold and and he's just like jacked beyond belief.
0: I think I've seen what you're talking about. And I think I always assumed it was a Photoshop.
1: No, apparently that's like a uh, that's just a breed of kangaroo that just their muscles look like that. Whether or not that like actually means they are strong. Who knows? But
0: right, right, right. But they have a, a, a defined musculature. Uh, Well, we are going, I'm so, we have, like, a good number of Australian listeners, and so I, like, I apologize for all of the bad impressions that are going to
1: come your way over the next hour. Mine is half decent. But, uh, My dialect is half decent.
0: I, I, uh, I let them be the judge of that. Tweet us what your opinions are on our impressions. Uh, but we, uh, of course, are celebrating the 35th anniversary of Crocodile Dundee, so we're headed down under. That's the only thing I could do.
1: It's like that. not even a dialect.
0: Not, no, it's terrible. And also, uh, that's not a knife. That's a knife. You know, he's. It's, that's that's about it. That's about the extent of what I got. Anyway, we watched Crocodile Dundee, so you know what that means. We gotta go back.
1: We're gonna go dissect the '80s. It's your terrible meandering air quotes comedy. Something's got be about it. it's your terrible meandering air quotes comedy. When the mega powers explode, I'm talking about the '80s. Scott.
0: Green of the crop.
1: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Mega power, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. So before we talk about the movie because we're gonna talk about the movie of course I do want to say I ask did you do any of the research
1: of like how this came to be no I I my first note is literally I know nothing about this movie uh and I hated it
0: <laughs> I don't think I quite hated it I mean I certainly didn't like love this movie or anything but the story of how this came to be is essentially Paul Hogan was a commercial he was he was a guy who had like a lot of very short jobs of various types one of those like Sort of like, I think this character is very much rooted in his own personal life. And at some point, he becomes the spokesman for a series of ad, uh, ads for Foster's in Britain. I'm pretty sure they aired in the UK. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I didn't write all this down word for word, but so he does these ads and they're like a breakaway smash hit. Like back, you know, when ads just like
1: kind of would blow up like that from time was to time. Was this pre yeah. his show in the se- So this was like early 70s? Uh, this might have been after that. Because I saw that he had a show like the Paul Hogan show for like 10 plus years. And I was kind of like, how?
0: Yeah, I think he was I think he he he, so he did this amateur TV show, I think that led to the thing that you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a sketch show. Mm. Uh, And so that airs for a long time. And then he does like cigarette ads and then he does a couple of movies, but he ends up like, throughout the decade, he's in these Foster's ads, and it's this, like, Australian guy in London kind of fish out of water being the joke, right? Like, it's yeah. this, like, you know, that he, he says Australian words, and people are like, ah. And so I, these are so popular, he's like, I think I should write this as a movie, essentially. And he he writes this movie, which then gets made, which, you know, as we've said many times, like, it's very hard to get a movie made. Uh, but beyond that, he, so he, he makes, he, he wins a golden globe for best actor for this.
1: He beat Matthew Roderick and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I don't get it. Which is,
0: yeah, that's beyond the pale for me. But I think it's like, we talked about this uh, just recently when we did Frog Dreaming, which I think was on the Patreon. That was Patreon. Um, where it was like. Back then, stuff just, like, didn't travel around the world as easily as it did today. And I think the novelty of an Australian guy was just huge, which sounds
1: ridiculous now. but Maybe like, that's why – because the whole time I was like, this feels like King Kong or, like, Tarzan, where it's like, we're going to bring this man from the jungle into society. And I was like – Yes, yes. I was like, except yeah. he's just a dude who's, like, not, like – Right. He's not feral. He's just a dude. And it's 1988 right. or 86 or whatever. Like – the shimmer and shine of that appeal it's, should yeah. be out the fucking window.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing is like, it's, it's, I, it's still pretty rare, I think. But anyway, this screenplay gets nominated for an Academy Award. Shh, I, I don't get um, it. A, a BAFTA and a Saturn Award. So he, I just like, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't love this movie. There's some things I like, I did get a couple legitimate laughs here. I'm sorry to say that if that disappoints you, but yeah, um, I just think it's buck wild. Like it's you hear about older stories, right? Of like uh, going back into like, you know, even
1: going Well, it was also based on a dude something. and he lied about it forever.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, it, I don't I didn't catch it's that. It's based on a guy, it was a
1: real what he, okay. he wasn't called Crocodile Dundee, but he had some weird name and like up until like two th- the early 2000s when the third one came out somehow, he was like, Naru, I made this up myself." And then it came out that like no, there was a dude who ended up dying in a like a psychotic break in a police shootout
0: oh my god geez that's really horrible i don't know i just there's something about this that i find charming in the like same way you hear these stories where people from the past just like showed up and pretended to be a person and then they got hired anyway. Like you'd hear the you hear these stories and it's like it's just a different time. It doesn't like things don't like this not like exist now. But like you hear about like a guy who worked in a movie studio or someone who wrote for you know Marvel or DC Comics and they're like, yeah, I just like never left him alone. Like I went and I hung out in the bullpen until they gave me a job. And now like if you tried to walk into the Marvel offices, they would tase you. Oh yeah, like they
1: would. You would get to the elevator. You would have to be Wanda Maximoff and WandaVision, like, blowing open doors with powers. Yeah. And that's the only way you're getting back there.
0: (laughs) You'd stride past the desk and they'd be like, sir, 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 security, and
1: then four enormous people would swarm you and shoot you with taser guns. And then quickly look look at the security camera and be like, is Feige watching? Does he need my headshot? (laughs) I can be a stunt, dude.
0: Yeah. And so it's like, I'm sure that's the same thing here where he's like, oh, I'll, I'll write the old screenplay. Yeah. And he go you know, click, click, clack, clack, clack. And then he hands it over and they're like, yeah, OK, no one knows what an Australian is because for some reason in 1986, that's just like complete novelty. And so he comes over and it's this like runaway train success. Critically and commercially, this movie is a huge, huge success. And it's, I really truly think it's like there just wasn't I just that don't much else. get Australia it. Stuff. And
1: like, beyond the fact that I don't like the movie, I'm just like, there's not really a plot or any conflict, so to speak. It's just sort of meandering sketches. Right. And then like, which makes sense. He was a sketch guy. Well, yeah. But like, even in Christmas vacation, there is the through line of like, we are making the perfect, I want to have a perfect family Christmas. Like, Even though everything kind of is loosely around that, like, whatever. But that's the through line. And for this, I was just like, I don't understand what we're doing here. Like, she flies out to this place in Australia in the the outback, basically, to find this man who had his leg bitten off by a crocodile and survived and now gives crocodile tours. And that's so cool. And for some reason, this Long Island newspaper was like, yes, we want to spend money to send you there for that. And then I mean, she, newspapers
0: did used to do stuff like this. To be fair, they did definitely do okay. stuff like this.
1: But like a Long Island specific, like I'm, I like New yeah, York I Times, mean, they, maybe like, the Washington Post, yeah, maybe I,
0: n- newspapers of all stripes had their writers like travel in the country, like yeah, the their local, country, America. Paper. I mean, maybe, but like the Daily Local, our hometown paper. I bet you in the '60s and '70s probably like sent a reporter to the Kentucky Derby, whether there was a local horse in it or not. You know, like a but like track. that I get. But going to Australia is
1: very different.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Also, her dad owns the paper, so it's definitely some nepotism. I mean, there, yes. I think.
1: But so she gets to Australia and immediately finds out that the man is a liar and he didn't lose his leg and like is a sham artist. And her response isn't immediately oh, this is a waste of everyone's time. I'm going home. And she's like, you know what? I think I'll write this story. About what? What is the story now? <laughs> Your story was a man got his leg bit off, survived, and now takes crocodile people on crocodile tours. That's not what this is anymore. So who gives a shit? Right.
0: right. He, has, he has a leg bite, which doesn't look gnarly enough f- no. for international newspaper er- article to me. But again, I do think that some of this is like, you know, when 35 years go by, the world changes significantly. I really do think it was like, oh man, have you heard the wild story about the guy from Australia? I really do think that that could have been a serial news, like even this guy who just like got bit and survived and now is just like this wild, interesting character, because you do definitely see from time to time on, you know, various websites, the sort of, What's what? What's how do you even categorize this? So like, it's like the clickbait fluff, but not necessarily feel not good. Even, it's not even clickbait. It's like a there, there's like a subgenre of documentary that I really enjoy. That's essentially, would you get a load of these weirdos?
1: And it's just like, oh, like that Netflix people- show, We Are the Champions.
0: Yes, exactly. And and like that's a big subgenre of documentary, and I, I really enjoy it, but it's like it can be about people who do a weird sport or have a weird hobby or like are just a weird group of people, like the the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia, white the surname, not the race of human, just to be clear, it's I have they, not heard of them. No, I'm just saying when you say the yes, no, I yes of what's really on an audio medium, people might be like, "Wait, excuse me," but it's about these the family of this uh, I'm going to call it step dancing, which is not exactly right, but it's something like that. This guy named Jesco White, who was like a like a lunatic, basically. And it's about his family, and it was produced by the Jackass people. And I remember watching this movie, and I I was so taken in by this documentary. I watched it twice in two weeks with two different groups of people because I was like, "You have to see wow. this; it's just absolutely insane." But it's really just like a sad portrait of a family. who It's are just Grey Gardens, like horrible straight. they
1: always end yeah, up being like yeah. Grey Gardens, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, Grey Gardens is a great example of a "Would you get a load of these weirdos?" documentary. Like it's a subgenre yeah. of just like, "Look at these freaks," and it, that's I I mean it, not to get too esoteric here but like i'm sure it has roots in the same part of the human brain that makes made people want to go to freak shows and do those things way back when like i'm sure all this stuff is the same so i i you do occasionally see it's like meet the man who makes his living selling feathers in new orleans or something like that right it's just like some completely ludicrous person who 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 most of all it's like this escapist fantasy for people who work nine to five to see someone who's like, I don't give a shit about a career. I don't know what day it is. I just wake up and do these things. Like I don't have any schedule. I don't have any boss. I don't. Yeah. And it, there's like this escapist fantasy. So I could see that leading to the story, but you're right. Like once she get once she gets there and the crocodile has not
1: bitten his leg off, it seems like you need to make a phone call. Yeah. Well, especially cause it ends up being like, the way they talk about it is that oh she's been writing so like is this multiple stories right. yes, and then she's yeah, like and I'm going to bring you home to New York is- you should come with me it'll be a great closer and I was like what is this fucking story
0: Yeah I think I think she's written a series of articles about the adventures with Mick
1: I want to read. I want to. I want to see the like side, the like deleted scenes of the office intern who desperately wants to be a journalist and was like, "Wow, she's gonna go write about this great guy." And then the copy starts coming in. He's like, "What is she doing?" He's what? He's who now? Excuse yeah. me. I thought she was writing this story. I want to be a journalist. Yeah,
0: I, I, I totally agree. It, it. I mean, it's nonsense. I also think like this is essentially two movies. The first half, forty minutes or so, is in the Outback, and then the second half is Crocodile Dundee in New York, Yeah, and they both, they both, if you take them as their own little thing, like they both have their moments, but I don't like, together the movie feels very of no, two you halves. Should, the
1: first movie since they're gonna do sequels should have been the the Outback and it should have right. ended with why don't you come to New York with me and then he makes a face and then you freeze frame and it's like, the end question right. mark, and then the sequel could have been all fish out of water stuff
0: Right. Or you do all this Outback stuff in 10 minutes or, you know, like we we go through. We, yeah. Like, not to, you know, everybody hates narration, but it's like she's like she's narrating and reading the story of the man yeah. she found in Australia or whatever. And then it's like, you know, she, he you know, she looks up from her notebook or her computer or whatever. And he's like, wow, I think you really captured me or something. And then you bring him to New York because the New York stuff is way more fun, I think. Although. I loved the shots of Australia. That's
1: the pro- yeah. I, I, it's like calling call me by your name. I'm like, yes, this is a beautiful little like love story moment. But also these sweeping, beautiful shots of Italy are just yeah. just the greatest.
0: Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I just I I don't quite know what it is, but the I I'm, like what's the ideal rather when I say what it is. But I think that they have pretty good chemistry together. Well, they ended up I married. believe. Yeah, but I, I I believed them falling in love in the Australia part of the movie, and so when it was like, oh, she has another man at home, I was like, oh, are we gonna do a love triangle? Then like, no,
1: not really. <laughs> yeah, like, like I just don't I don't quick. understand what like there is no tension or conflict in this movie. Like, you right. need conflict to be interesting. Right. Otherwise, it's right. The it's just like an upward trajectory, and it's like, well, I'm bored. The only time there's conflict is is like. 80 minutes into
0: this there's 15 i
1: literally went there's 15 minutes left and this is the the closest we're getting to a conflict right right um so she goes to the
0: we'll start rolling through this she you know as we already explained she goes the outback there is a very like i found very amusing the first like four or five lines of the dialogue of the movie are the thing you said already about you know mick and the crocodile and i it's just very funny to me it's like all right here's why you should care about this guy ready set Go. And they set a timer for 30 seconds and they're like, and it's like, okay, that's it. That's why you care about this movie. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. And if she got to Australia and he was a man with a prosthetic leg who overcame the odds and now gave crocodile boat tours, I'm way more invested. (laughs) Right. Right. I basically wrote, I was like, we either, I either needed this story with a different actor or you can keep this actor, even though I don't care for him very much, and give me a different story. Like it doesn't work. Like I need a true, like a Steve Martin, like someone who like really is I find sure. funny and and charming.
0: Yeah. I, the other thing is, the, the, I originally had this on the radar, and we didn't do it because the movie just kind of like dribbled out with no fanfare. But he did another movie that came out like twenty twenty that has just a really bad poster that's i think it's sort of meta where paul hogan is oh it's like a himself.
1: bubba hotep no the other one
0: not bubba hotep it's 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 not even quite like my name is bruce that one. it's like he, he it's like him as himself and not in like a heightened situation in the way that my name is bruce is like oh monsters
1: are real what a shock he wrote a movie where there wasn't really conflict and wasn't as interesting <laughs> as it should have been
0: but if you if you look at the poster for this, I'm gonna have to pull up the title of the movie. If you look at the poster for it, it's like him and Chevy Chase just like poorly photoshopped. It's very very strange looking. The very excellent Mister Dundee is what
1: it's called. Huh. Chevy Chase would have been a you decent got, uh, choice to replace <laughs> Paul Hogan.
0: Can I can I run down this cast list for you?
1: Sure. You got Paul Hogan. When is it? What year is
0: honestly. it? Uh, the year is. 2020 oh right out, you said it came out last year yeah it came out in july um so his son is uh jacob lordy who's in that kissing booth movie uh-huh. those movies on netflix okay and then here's where it gets crazy uh chevy chase john cleese hmm olivia, olivia newton john really Wa- wayne knight like newman yep uh and reginald l johnson of course reprising uh reprising his role well, not reprising his role, but...
1: Huh. Well... Yeah. I mean, hey, paycheck's a paycheck, I guess, but that's just a weird collection of people. Yeah, yeah, it's a very strange, very strange one. Because she... The, Go ahead.
0: The, the kindest comment I can make about the new movie is that it includes John Cleese's worst performance ever. And yes, I have seen Fierce Creatures from 1997. Hmm. Wow. I was like, "Oh, we'll do it when this comes out." And then I was like, "Never mind, that movie is going to come out like a wet fart." So, uh, we're doing it now because it turned 35. But I I feel like I had seen at least some of this movie. I was sort of like culturally aware of cult Krakatau. I mean, underneath. I knew his name and I knew the knife bit, but that was kind of it. That's about where I was. And so I was really surprised that this the first 45 minutes of this is a pretty straight rom-com. But not even a rom-com. It's more like a romance movie of the old, like an old style.
1: Yeah, it's, like it's it looks it looks like the poster for romancing the stone yeah <laughs> the 45 minutes is the poster for romancing the stone
0: yeah and i will say i do like a lot i didn't write down the actor's name but the gentleman who plays the sort of put-upon assistant of
1: crocodile Dundee. the michael cain yeah, type like
0: yeah and what you like to go back to what you said is like why does this man have an assistant like what and why it's like, yeah he is is he the co-owner of the business it's never quite explained but he definitely seems to be his LeFou to Crocodile Dundee's Gaston. And it's just, he, he the performance is very good. And, and when, when we leave Australia, we leave him behind, which I was like, Oh, that's a bad move. Bring the, you should have
1: brought this? him along. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she gets to, she gets to, uh, the city in Australia and they have to like drive into town to find Crocodile Dundee. And they're like drinking at a bar. Cause they're like, well, I don't know where he is. And I was like, that's red flag. Number one. I'm a journalist. Right.
0: And, and then it's like, "Oh, uh, how about I give you $2500?" And he's like, "I know exactly where he is."
1: Yeah, here's the thing. It's 1986. I'm an intrepid lady reporter with a nose for news and the shoes to follow the story. I'm not putting up with this bullshit. I am I'm here for a story. If you're not if you if you all are going to dick around, I'm not going to play this game. Show me this one-legged man who's brave <laughs> or I'm getting on a plane out of here especially because i'm in australia which is god's biggest game of what won't kill you in this room i really think that at the point where you've
0: committed to spending 1986 money to fly to australia like you have to come back with a story. she
1: already was in australia
0: oh that's right in the
1: opening she She already was was there there.
0: she was doing a different story yeah they would be like cut with the gimmick you
1: have a story already come home yeah
0: Okay, fair. Fair. I forgot about that part. You're totally right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, uh, back to the assistant. I also really like that he's doing that thing where it's like he's dressed like a complete slob, but the clothes were fancy at some point. Yeah, it it felt Michael Caney,
1: like a, a a little hoagie.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also, the Foster's placement in this, uh, product placement in this movie is absolutely out of control. Like a yeah. buck wild amount of Foster. Well, stuff.
1: I mean, here's the thing. There were, there weren't a lot of options for product placement in Australia. No, fair, fair. And of
0: course, like you want international too, because you know, this movie's coming out in America. Yeah. So the, the assistant is like really gassing up Crocodile Dundee. He's like spinning this yarn about how amazing he is, how brave he is. Yeah, and she's having absolutely none of it. Like she's not interested. She knows this is non
1: nonsense. And then, Dun- well, it's sort of in- like it's sort of like if you go see a, a show for like a like a big name performer, like you're going to see Madonna in concert, or you're seeing like a big Broadway star starring in a musical, and you get to there and uh, the curtain's not rising at eight o'clock, eight fifteen, curtain's still not rising, and it's like they're like, oh no, don't worry, it's it's a great show, and I'm like, yeah, well, she's not here, so.
0: What do we do? Yeah. Well, you know, if you're a Madonna fan, you wait until 11.30 p.m.,
1: which is about when she used to go. And the show started, it was supposed to start at
0: 7.30. Yeah. 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 I, I just, she's having none of it. And then he makes his big entrance, seemingly wrestling a crocodile. And even from the jump, I'm like, wait, he's like standing up. Why is he standing up with the, cro- like, how is the crocodile? Oh, it's not alive.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I was like, please, dear God, don't be a real crocodile. Please, dear God, be a fake like I don't, I don't want to know how this movie hand, would have handled that. Just give me a, a prop crocodile.
0: And so of course he like you know oh ha 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 you know the stuffed croc, and immediately the two of them are eye
1: fucking like. See, I didn't get that. I thought I saw oh her be like, "God, I got more like." Wait, your crocodile Dundee? She
0: gives him the up down up down three times, I, and then she's like staring at his jaw.
1: I didn't get that.
0: She's like, oh, is he using a manscaped 4.0 or is he still on the three
1: <laughs> So he's like, he comes over and she's like, Hi, I'm from the newspaper. I'm here to write a story about a one legged man who overcame adversity. And he's like, Let's dance. <laughs> and it's she's like, and instead of being like, No, you need to answer some questions, buddy. He's she's like, Yeah, we'll dance. And then these dudes call him a poacher. And he punches them. And I was like, oh, so he yeah. so he is a poacher. And that's, <laughs> that's literally every five minutes. I was like, so that's going to be the conflict of this movie. Okay. All right. I see it. I see your conflict. And then it just never was.
0: Or, or even just he is accused of being a poacher is a conflict. Like yeah. he, has, he has to rectify that is a real conflict.
1: Like everyone in town was always like, I bet he was the reason he got bit is because he was out there poaching and like no one believes that he wasn't.
0: Right, right, also, Paul Hogan, when this movie was made, is forty seven years old, and
1: he looks it.
0: He looks worse than some seventy year olds I know, like bonkers how bad this man looks, yeah, bonkers. that's the other thing I was like, he's not even like a hunka hunka he is he is handsome in a character actor way i will say like i yeah. don't think he's unattractive but i don't think he i'm with you 100 like he's not a stud he's not like a he's not a typical leading man in any way but he definitely is like he's i i will say this of of, of ball hogan in, in 1986 at least he's definitely charming and he's definitely There's like, some charm by here on charm i i think he's more charming than you obviously but like that i'm gonna make this comparison you're gonna freak out i'm not saying they're on the same level you're talking about the between the rock johnson no, no, I'm saying it's the same thing as like when they would cast Dolly Parton in a movie where it's just like she doesn't really have any acting talent, but she's a charming person
1: and it comes through on. See, screen here's the di- I the think I it. think Dolly does have talent. She has a very small like her, in, in I'm going to I'm going to go d- dig deep into my backyard baseball knowledge, like her little square of where she can hit the ball well is small, but she does have one. And that's why right. they only gave her like steel magnolias and nine to five, the stuff that like, right, right. You're going to handle this very well. This, this is where you can act very well. Don't put, don't push her too far beyond that. That's right. That's not the idea. I don't know. I don't know what I would put this man in to be like, yeah, this is your, this is your little square that you can hit. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I think again, like you have to remember that Australia itself is a novelty.
1: I know. I know. Things.
0: And so it's like it's like I don't want to do too much of that. It's like you know we that's, we just judge the movies on the on their own merit. But I do think a lot of it is like oh this like. As a person who's watching this as a contemporary viewer in 1986, they're going like, "Oh my god, this dude is crazy!" Is this what Australia is really like? And like for all intents and purposes, that's what most of America thinks Australia is really like today. Yeah, that it's just like wild bar fights and, and various animals trying to eat you. So I'm like, one well, at one, get where at it one
1: point, Australia contains seven of the ten world's deadliest poisonous creatures. So like, no, a lot I, I of things it. do want to kill you.
0: It also was a former pe- former penal colony, so it's not True. like there's not you know a weird history of it. It's it's definitely. I mean, I I have a lot of desire to visit Australia. I I do too. Plan to get there in the next few years, uh, COVID willing. I want to
1: take my but, best friend yeah. with me, who's from Australia, so she can keep me on the path of like you take one step further, and there's a giant plant mouth open, ready to gobble you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I assume just everything I encounter will want to eat me. And that's fine. That's fine. I am, I am food. That's what we all are. <laughs> I do like the little, you know, action hero stuff that happens here. For example, there's this big tough guy at the bar and the gimmick is, oh, you know, everyone lines up to punch him. And if he spills the beer, you win money. And Paul Hogan, like, lines up like he's going to punch him and instead kisses him on the forehead and the guy freaks no, out. No, he kisses him on the mouth. I'm pretty sure it's a mouth oh, kiss. Oh, you're right. He does. he does. He does kiss him on the mouth. You're right. I'm sorry. I was... W- uh, I watched a different movie. I watched a different movie between watching this and recording where there was forehead kissing between men is a, a plot point. Um,
1: the, In, like uh, the Italian mafia kind of way where you like grab the head. No, aggressively. no, no,
0: that, that, the new, uh, the new John Cena comedy that came out on Hulu with Lil Ray Howery.
1: Oh, vacation friends. Like, I keep seeing yeah, they, they, yeah. Hulu really wants me to watch it.
0: Yeah, it definitely. Do. I, I look, I like John Cena. I do I, too. Like, I think he's a good dude no no I'm just I'm saying I watched the movie I was advertised to me and I was like yeah alright this seems like a big box comedy that I might enjoy it's pretty soggy in the middle but John Cena's funny he's got good timing I, you know whatever but there's a bit where he's like kissing little Ray Howery on the forehead and he is very uncomfortable <laughs> with it and won't return it and then it's like a you know Chekhov's forehead kiss. does
1: John Cena take um, his clothes off in the movie yeah he sees his butt thank god okay I'm sold now because <laughs> him and the Suicide Squad and those like dad tidy whities I was like Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You see his butt. I
0: was like, hey, whoa,
1: that's a lot of John Cena right there.
0: But I, I, anyway, like, I I thought that was funny. Like, I thought that was a good gag. And that reminded me of something that, you know, a Bruce Campbell or a.
1: Honestly, I kind of wish this was Bruce Campbell in this movie. He's, I think he is my perfect choice to replace Paul Hogan because he's like handsome, but not like a knockout hunt, like, you know, Hollywood hot. He's not, oh, Kurt Russell in this movie, he's taking it and running with it. Like, You don't think about anybody (laughs) else in this movie. Right. He's too powerful. (laughs) Um, It's too much. He's too much. Too much. Um, But like Bruce Campbell to me is like, I don't want to say the poor man's Kurt Russell, but he's like the attainable Kurt Russell. The TV movie Kurt Russell. Sure. Yeah. I was trying to think like what's the nicest way to to say it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because he's, like, handsome. Look,
0: this, this podcast likes Bruce Campbell. This is not an insult to say Bruce Campbell is a little bit less attractive than Kurt Russell. These are objective statements.
1: It's true. Oh, my God. Speaking of Kurt Russell, real quick sidebar. My boyfriend, my our parents gave my boyfriend one of those books of, like, questions for, like, dinner party conversations or whatever. They were like, oh, we're getting rid of these. Do you want them? And Jack was like, yes. So on the car ride home from the beach, he was like, if you could have the head of hair of anyone in Hollywood and, like, didn't even kurt finish russell. the sentence of the kurt russell i was like 1980s kurt i was like 1980s kurt russell to be specific and he was like yeah wow that was and i was like no that's i would
0: take i would take 2021 kurt russell no problem but like you
1: seen him in those christmas movies that stuff's still no yes but like there. i i kurt russell is about the same age like i want that hair so i will grow into santa hair <laughs> sure sure
0: yeah mama mia that guy Ooh. genetic lottery winner right so we get into him telling this story about how he was, like, in a relationship, but it ended because he went on walkabout for 18 months. And at this point, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, yeah. buddy. Like, you don't Eat walk shit. out. On... Yeah, you're an asshole. That's really shitty. And then, well, then. Um,
1: because her, her response, she's like, oh, she didn't wait for you? What? Same I was person? confused. I was like, is her delivery supposed to be? Is she trying to be sarcastic? And I'm not getting it or is she being I didn't earnest it that way? I read it as an earnest
0: response because I think at this point she's already kind of swooning.
1: Yeah. No, thank you, ma'am. Um, and then we get uh, the walking version of the jungle cruise. Yeah. Oh, for first he has to like, uh, like Jedi mind trick, uh, a water Buffalo. Apparently I thought it was a longhorn. Yeah. Um. So th- they're driving and then there's a giant water Buffalo in the middle of the road and he gets out of the car and like, Jedi mind tricks it to lay down. And I went, well, how is that better than standing? And the movie doesn't tell you either because they smash cut to the next scene where the car is past it. Right. And I was like, right. no, hang on.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it, if it lays down in the road, it seems like a larger obstacle yes. than if it were walking and you could like try to inch around it. But I think they're I think their concern if was, if we try to drive around it, it will smash into the car.
1: Yeah. Well, Buffalo's going to buff. <laughs> You need, you need them to make the good mozzarella. That's true, that's true, and the have the the good VeggieTales song. <laughs> the good VeggieTales song. There's a water buffalo VeggieTales song. Uh, everybody's got a water buffalo. Yeah, there's. I don't know if it's a full song because he starts to sing it and then the asparagus cuts him off and he's like, "You can't say everybody's got a water buffalo because then everyone's going to write angry letters about where's my water buffalo," and then Larry like gets sad because <laughs> he can't sing the song. <laughs> Remember when our mom tried to sneakily backdoor religion into the house with Christian vegetables? And I was like, "Hey, Story Vester, get out of here! The cucumber (laughs) is a is a superhero who fights fibs. That one." And she was like, (sighs) "I tried." You want to do a bit about the
0: cucumber giving having his hairbrush given to the peach cuz the peach has hair? I am here to see that. More vegetable jokes, Give me the
1: please. give me the tape that's just the silly songs. How about that one? <laughs>
0: yeah. Silly songs with Larry. None of this Jesus crap. What are we wearing boots on our heads and walking on walls or <laughs> something? No, no, no. Give me the give me the the jokes about combs, please.
1: Give me the song of the Cebu. <laughs>
0: So they're they're tooling around on a boat
1: now. No, first we get the um uh There's the moment of uh, it looks like the jungle cruise. He's walking, telling a story about his boat. Right, right, right. He's like, this is the boat that I was attacked in, and it's in a tree for no reason. It's not explained how the boat got in the tree. Like it's not. He's not like, well, these marshlands have been, you know drying up and the boat was here and there was a tree under it like there's none explanation it's just like this was my crocodile boat now it's in a tree and I was like I the implication I got was
0: like the crocodile jacked up the boat and threw it into a tree it like flipped it up all around and stuff yeah I don't know I've seen um there's a really good Australian croc killer croc movie called Blackwater
1: okay it's, uh, it's recent or
0: no it's like 10 or 15 years old at this point but it's hyper-realistic it's like filmed like it makes it the way it is shot it feels like a documentary it's, oh cool it's not but it's based on a true story like that actually happened oh like the story, the ghosts it, in the darkness yeah yeah exactly the only animal movie reference we make on this podcast <laughs> the ghosts in the darkness uh yeah so it's it's the croc in that movie screws up, screws with their boat. And that is like a thing that, like, the, the, the boats that you have to take for croc infested waters are very shallow, draft. They're like, like, the, like the flat
1: boats, kind of. Right.
0: And so I think they're very
1: prone to tipping. Mm. But yeah, it just seems weird because it's not like near water. And the boat is like up in a tree. And he's like giving his jungle cruise spiel. And then he starts, he's like, she's like, oh, you were out here hunting crocs? And he's like, no, that's illegal. I was fishing and she's like oh really and she reaches into the boat and pulls out like a comical amount Handful of shotgun of shells yeah yeah and i was no i think they're rifle bullets uh wh- whatever just so we stopped the tweets yeah <laughs> i don't care about guns
0: i don't i'm just telling you they're rifle shells or casings i don't know what the word is
1: um and i was like at this point i'm like he basically might as well be wearing like a lion's head on his chest like fucking craven the hunter from spider-man or the white witch in narnia and just like i'm not a poacher and then he's never a poacher right it doesn't
0: make any sense that they have these two distinct scenes of oh you're a poacher no jk i was just defending myself and like well then why does the whole town think you're a poacher right unless it's like the situation where He's technically not a poacher, but he keeps putting himself in situations. So it's a Tucker and Dale crocodiles. Yeah, it's the Tucker and Dale of crocodiles. But yeah, but like with a purpose, right? Like if Tucker and Dale were had malicious intent, so it's like he goes out fishing.
1: Oh, gotcha
0: where the crocs are and then the croc attacks and he's like well i had to defend myself didn't i and they're like no like you could have just fished anywhere else and it was like nah that's my good spot yeah and so it's like okay
1: yeah, that, i like that better what we're
0: doing and so he is he is a like he is technically not a poacher right like he just barely clears the bar but everyone is like no you're a poacher yeah come on
1: i like that version and then she's talking about how she used to be married and she was like we marched for everything you know anti-nuclear nuclear nuclear war you know pro-women's lib and then she was like maybe he's marching for gay nazis now and i was like for what (laughs) yeah i'm sorry what is the joke that you're making there (laughs) because i don't know
0: but this this turns into crocodile dundee just being like the most annoying person to me where it's like nah, I don't have an opinion about anything. Like nothing matters. I don't care about anything. And it's like, all right, pal. Unless like, you're going to be a real public? legit nihilist, get out. <laughs> and like to some degree, like yeah, this guy lives in the backwoods. He's probably only seen twenty two different people in his life. Like he doesn't he doesn't know about any of this stuff. But it's just like you have opinions about things because clearly you're very against poaching. Perhaps that's what you could talk yes. about when she asked you this question. You know what I mean? It's like the equivalent of when you're like, "Oh, like, what kind of music do you like?" And someone goes like, "Oh, I listen to everything." It's like, cool, great, good, good job progressing the conversation forward. Thank you. I was gonna say, I don't own a TV, people. Yeah, see the difference with that that person is like they're trying to shut you down, and the other person isn't trying to shut you down. They just do it. That's true. Um, so now we get kangaroo poachers, I guess. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know
1: that they're poachers, right? Like, does he say they're poachers? Well, no, but I also just like, I don't know what techni- Like, is does, to be a poacher? Does it have to be an endangered animal or is it just like you're an asshole about hunting? I think poaching
0: by definition is hunting an animal that you're not supposed to, whether that's endangered species or just off season. Okay. Or like maybe it's illegal to hunt at night for safety reasons or something like that. Like, that would also be poaching. Yeah. Because I, the only, the only real. Uh, poaching story I'm familiar with is there's this very fascinating little bit of trivia about the national park system in the United States. Yellowstone National Park crosses three par- crosses three states. Really? And there is yeah, so it's it's in um, Montana, Wyoming, and I think it's Idaho. I, that's I cool. That's right. Well, part of the park is in a completely unpopulated part of that state, mm-hmm. and so. Technically, if you were to commit a crime there, you could not possibly have a jury of your peers because no one technically lives there.
1: Oh, oh.
0: And so and so you you are required to draw a jury of your peers by very specific laws and regulations in the United States, like for drawing a jury. And so there is a very fairly famous case like people found out about this. Uh, in the last five years, and started writing about it, and people were like, Oh, you could literally commit a murder here, and like, there's nothing to be done about it. And there was a guy who shot, I think it was a moose in that area, and you're not allowed to hunt in the national parks. Yeah, he,
1: buddy. So he, he well, leave only memories or whatever. Well, it, <laughs> doesn't it leave only moose carcasses? No. <laughs> leave only memories is the
0: opposite of what you should do. You should take your memories and leave only footprints.
1: Uh, well, I wouldn't think you would want to leave footprints. I might disturb the whatever. <laughs> well, you can. The, the The slogan
0: is "Take only pictures, leave only footprints."
1: Got it. So, yeah, not leave only moose carcasses.
0: <laughs> well, he hunted. He shot this moose in this like dead zone, oh. and so it became it became a thing where like people were telling this guy like demand a jury trial because they cannot possibly convict you on that. And he ended up taking a plea deal because he was like, look, I broke the law. I knew I broke the law. I was breaking the law when I did it. The moose like just barely crossed into the bad zone. Like he was hunting it legally and then it crossed over. And oh. he was just like, I'm not going to leave this opportunity. But he, he, he fully copped. fully do you he confess? He's like, I broke the law. I did some stupid. I should go to prison. Like I I have broken the law. I, you know, I'm, I'm owning up to what I did. But it was this very funny thing where people were like, oh, no, technically you you can't be. Prosecuted. Well, you should, I you feel like it would just
1: be this. a jury of park rangers.
0: No. See, that's it, like the law is very specific it, that like there is no way to do it. And so the the people on this, it was this story I was reading were like it. Work is being done now to fix this problem now that people realize it exists.
1: Like, well, has have other
0: things happened there? I don't know like it's possible but not there have not been similar situations to the guy with the moose or bear or whatever it was. I don't remember
1: what the animal was.
0: Speaking of killing things Crocodile Dundee snatches a snake out of nowhere and kills it like very easily.
1: Yeah and I was just like I, I guess you're just trying to like show off how cool your character is. I don't know.
0: I I took it to be the that he is just completely in tune with nature. We're trying to like flesh the character out a little bit, and the same it's the same thing you're talking about. But I that it it does flesh him out a little bit. Like he is totally in tune here a little bit. Um, and then and then he goes to lay down to sleep on like just a sheet that he unfurls, and I'm just like the the sleeping bag she's in isn't enough padding for me. Or what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, I don't I mean I mean also again 2021 lens, but like the whole like. I'm sorry, macho, I don't need any comfort. I'm like, no, you, like, human beings are, like, programmed to fu- want the most comfortable version of things. Like, that's what human beings do.
0: Right, right.
1: We invented indoors. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, you know, toilets and all that
0: stuff. I guess my notes were a little out of sorts here. The, I have the kangaroos here. And then the one guy, like, goes to pee, and he stops... And waits for this
1: kangaroo to shoot at him when it pops up because Dundee's got a gun. No. So the kangaroo poachers come in and it's weird. And then she's like, you should do something about it. And he's like, why? There's no laws against kangaroo hunting. And I was like, OK, I is that
0: real? I don't know if you're making a joke. Right. I assume that you can hunt a kangaroo in Australia. I
1: really don't know. But like even deer in Pennsylvania, like they're everywhere. And frankly, we probably should just, you know, take a a few dozen of them out because there's too many of them but like there's still laws about like how many you can kill and how you can kill them and when you can kill them and that's something that we want people to we want to call that population (laughs) right right apparently it is illegal to kill
0: buy sell or possess a kangaroo in Australia at least now I have no idea what it was then
1: there was so several years back I was with my college boyfriend at the time and we were at like a a fair in the parking lot of a kmart in our hometown the kmart's not even there anymore and one of the things was like we have a baby kangaroo and you can hold it for a photo for 25 dollars. jesus i didn't
0: do it i went to tennessee recently and i was looking for additional things to do i was down there uh and the 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 aquarium in tennessee will let you like hold a penguin for photos and much the same thing you're describing Mm -hmm. and everything I have ever read, like the Baltimore zoo has a pretty cool penguin exhibit and they are adamant. They're like that you can, you can rent a penguin to be like, you can have your event there, like a wedding or a party. And the penguin like walks down the aisle. I don't think the penguin walks down the aisle. I think you get like a room with the penguin in it and you, the penguin is on a table and you take pictures with the penguin, but it is like very, very like, You may not touch the penguin. You may not hold the penguin. Like, this is dangerous for both you and the penguin. Like, you shouldn't be handling the animals. And then down in Tennessee, they're like, hey, everybody want to hold one of these penguins? We got a whole mess of them in the back. Somebody grab a penguin. A penguin in each hand. Juggle them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think in, um, because at Adventure Aquarium in Camden, they have a penguin experience you can pay for. It's like a really expensive upgrade. And I think you just, like, hang out with them and, like, feed them and then take pictures. I don't think it's like learn how to cuddle. I think it's right, I think right. it's like you go into their habitat and like feed them and like learn about penguins from a scientist.
0: Right, right. Which makes sense. Anyway, we're hunting they are hunting these kangaroos. He like picks up a it looks like a toy kangaroo. So
1: I I have to admit, I genuinely at first uh, cuz they like shine he's like, the one guy's poachers like move the spotlight out there and then they like show this like and i was like this looks like an snl sketch of a kangaroo like i was like this is the shittiest disguise and then i went why does he have a kangaroo disguise right right and then i realized i think he's supposed the kayfabe is that he has picked up a carcass
0: right that's what i thought it was too but it's like very it looks like a teddy bear yeah
1: it it looks it looks fake
0: right like, presumably somewhere in Australia, you can find a, a stuffed kangaroo for which to shoot your movie with.
1: Probably. Um, there. This is a moment that I thought was funny, and this is where I wrote that, like, with a different lead actor, I might have liked more of this movie, because he's, like, shaving with one of those, like, sa- is it called safety razors?
0: A safety razor, yeah, yeah. He's,
1: like, doing that alone, and then he hears her coming and, like, throws the razor and then picks up his, like, giant Bowie knife. And starts shaving with that. And I was like, that's a funny little bit. I like that.
0: I I got a legitimate chuckle out of that. Yeah. He like, he tucks it into his pants, the safety razor,
1: which I was like, ooh, buddy, that's going to cut your belly Yeah, No, thank you. Um, So that's why I was like, oh, I liked that. And I was like, maybe I would like this more if it was, you know, someone else.
0: Yeah. I mean- Paul Hogan has a thimble full of acting talent. Yeah, that's it. Bruce Campbell. Like Give me Bruce. This.
1: Give this me the chin.
0: Not runeth over. Even Steve Gutenberg would have been like a more like obviously he's not Australian. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I don't know that. I don't think this is. But he, I'm just saying he's more
1: talented. Like it would be. He's like more talented, he more but this I don't think this is his wheelhouse. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> his wheelhouse is like back. beleaguered dad of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, and uh, like. Goofball lead of
0: your you know, wacky doodle comedy was sort of his bread and butter. Yeah, and then well, I would you could do this movie as a wackadoodle comedy.
1: No, then that 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 version of Crocodile Dundee of the character Crocodile Dundee, I don't think is as uh, compelling.
0: So so we start talking here, and she's like, "Fine, I'll
1: just go off on my own if you won't do because he I says." It's basically, he's one of those people you look at and you're like, I'm going to start a timer and see how long it takes for you to say something that makes me go. So I, I knew this was going to come up and literally I'm going to read
0: my notes here. And I know you're going to call me a misogynist, but, but in this specific instance where he is talking about this specific person... He is right. She should not go off on her own. It is dangerous. Just like it would be dangerous. His phrasing, you or me. though,
1: is that you're a woman. This is man's country. That's yes. what I take umbrage with.
0: I agreed. I'm just saying he you, is also, this is Dundee country, perhaps is more accurate. But like you I can
1: phrase be- it as hey, you're a city person with no outdoors experience. You should not be right. out here alone is a better sentence than you're a woman this is man's country which is what he literally says and i wrote barf.
0: Yeah, i don't disagree with you. I'm just saying he is also correct that you're going to die is the sentiment he is expressing here.
1: Yes, but he could have phrased it better than less misogynistic.
0: Sure. I won't I won't argue with that.
1: And then she shoots say, his feet and i was like right. i was like maybe you could, you know, shoot I wanted this to be like, oh, i'm actually like I'm not just a city girl. Well, that's
0: what she was getting at with the shot. She like puts it right between his feet.
1: Yeah, but that never, nothing comes of that. And then when we get to the city, it's like, no, you are a city girl. You're just, you're a hundred percent, a silver spoon country club city girl.
0: Also, she immediately is in distress, like damsel in distress after this shoot between the feet scene. So I don't really know what it's supposed to be conveying.
1: Yeah. Like at first, cause I was like, oh, maybe she's like, well, I, You know, because, like, shooting clay pigeons and shit, like, shooting things is, like, a rich people activity. Yeah, for sure. So, like, that could have been her thing. Like, I would, like, that diversion is funnier to me where it's, like, how his skills he thinks are specific and she's, like, well, here's the rich person equivalent that means I'm also good at things. Like, that's funny to me.
0: Right. That would be an entertaining movie. I would enjoy that if they were, like, more, like, equals. That's probably what the movie would be today.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't even need them to be, like... I don't need, cause I don't need a full on like, you know, girl power, equality between the sexes, throw up your peace sign, Spice Girls. But like, give me a little more, uh, cause this character is a prop in this movie. Sure. Yeah. In literally five seconds, she takes off, she like strips down to a bathing suit as he peeps at her. Yeah. And the music is romantic and soft and sweet. And I was like, fuck out of here. That's not yeah, the music also, for this scene.
0: Her bathing suit is a like full coverage one piece, but also a thong. Yeah. It's those eighties.
1: It's the eighties with the high, the French cut.
0: But it's like, it's, it's super high. It has no cutouts. And then also it's a thong. It's very, it's like, like if you, if you see her from the front, you're like, oh, that's a pretty modest bathing suit. And then she turns around and you're like, oh, that's her whole butt. What are we doing here? I do like this croc attack. I wish it went on a little longer because it popped out in the water. looks cool.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to happen. Also, whoever wrote the the Wikipedia plot for this movie is weird.
0: Oh? Because like there's... You start- don't say the person who uh, wrote the plot summary for yeah. Crocodile Dundee on Wikipedia is unusual. Because
1: I, I was reading... I, I was trying not to read it because I was like... Am, I was convinced something was going to happen in this movie. I could have read the Wikipedia plot because nothing happens in this goddamn movie. But it was like... She goes to defecate and gets attacked by a crocodile. And I was like, she was not pooping? She was definitely there to swim, not poop. Or fill oh her canteen. God. I was like, she was wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> like, who's pooping in a thong there. bathing she suit? She was going for a you know harm. No, she is filling the canteen because that's what the crocodile attacks. Oh, right, right, right. You're right. It does grab her around the neck. Cause the the the, the um it also later says that like her fiance admits to his true colors in a drunken state, and I was like, "That never happened." Maybe that's no, in the. Aust- I wonder. Well, I wonder if it's a TV edit thing. Well, maybe or the Australian because the Australian release is a few minutes longer.
0: Yeah, that could definitely be. Um, See so this. So we kill a crocodile. Way quickly, way too
1: quickly, and also like with no fanfare. I didn't like it. Right, it's the most. It should be the most exciting scene in the movie, and instead, it's nothing. Yeah, your movie called Crocodile Dundee, and your only scene with a living crocodile is three seconds long. Right, uh, and then we meet a, a native Australian person, and I was like, oh boy.
0: Yeah, I was a little concerned here because immediately he's got a knife at this guy's throat. But then it's just
1: like, oh, JK, we're friends. This it's is like... It's that action movie you thing. You son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like from... I My the my go-to for that is uh, Terminator 2 with a gun that like gun standoff Sarah Connor has with the guy in the trailer.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes. yes.
1: I don't know why that's always my go-to for my brain. Okay. But
0: yeah. By the way, follow up or perhaps... Yeah, follow up. To our patreon episode on ghostbusters where we talked about last action hero a whole bunch which is up on uh patreon you should go listen to our great ghostbusters episode last action hero still rules
1: super great i loved it i really
0: really thoroughly enjoyed watching
1: it. i almost threw it on the other day but then i was like no i'm gonna see if jack would would watch this with me
0: it rules. It is delightful. And I was right about it when I was a dumb six-year-old, because I thought it ruled just because it was cool. No, it also rules because it's a very smart, fun satire of all the action movie tropes of the era. Delightful. Really good.
1: Um, so this whole you know native Australian character moment thing is so shoehorned in here and serves literally no purpose.
0: Yeah, I thought this guy was going to come back or be part of the climax or something. Because, it, it, like I said, I, I kind of only vaguely knew this, this movie. I knew the that's not a knife. This is a knife. And I knew it was in a city. But I was like, oh, maybe that line's from Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, which is apparently Crocodile Dundee 3. It's the one that I was huh? like, most aware. The yeah. third
1: one is that one?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh. That was the one from the 90s, which I, I think our video store had a huge
1: poster for. I mean that no that was that was 2001 was Crocodile Dundee 3.
0: Oh, really? Okay. But well, I don't know. That. It,
1: yeah, cuz I noticed there's a huge it's like this one is 86 and then Crocodile Dundee 2 is like 88 89 and then it's like 2001 and I'm like if your sequel is taking that long, you might want to rethink Just
0: this. Do it. Just not do it. There's Nine. that. We had enough Crocodile Dundeeing.
1: Yeah, um so they like chat with this guy and then he's like, I have to go do the native tribal dance or whatever. And then she sneaks out to watch it. And it's like,
0: yeah, I thought this kind of sucked that she's like, they're like, you can't come to this. And she's like, okay, I'll come take pictures of it in secret. But also
1: it's only like three seconds long. I don't get it.
0: It's only to set up the moment where she sneaks to take the picture, Dundee spots her, winks at her,
1: and they have, like, a little moment, and then she leaves. It's just to further their relationship. It's a very bizarre choice. Uh, and then this is where she's like, you should come back to New York with me. It would make a great closer to my story. And I was like, why? Yeah, I He's just I mean, a dude. Weird. He's just a huckster. Like, I don't get it. He's an Australian also, ringling. Not ringling. Who's the other? Who's Barnum. Bar- that's T. Barnum. That's yeah. That yeah. From uh, Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah. I didn't watch he, the movie. I didn't watch the movie either, but I assume it's him. I, I don't
0: think they made a movie about Bailey. Yeah, Ringling. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess that was that the circus when we were going or when we went to it the one time. I don't I guess was like, we went to a circus. I went to a circus and maybe it was a school thing, but it was Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers, and Barnum and Bailey's. Yeah, so it was like a triple merger
1: there. And now For, there are nope. no circuses. Quad, because the Ringling Brothers, are two of them.
0: Well, I assume the Ringling Brothers was a circus.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, I guess Barnum, I, I, uh, my brain always is so so- P.T.
0: Barnum was a circus. I'm assuming Bailey was a circus and Ringling Brothers a circus. Then they just all.
1: See, like, I, I, thought, I thought Bailey was just Barnum's partner.
0: No, I assume that was a merger. I, have I don't no know. I don't really. I'm not a circus person. And also they don't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Yeah, I think they're all gone.
1: Because there used to be occasionally there would be a, the big pop up tent in Philly in um the, at the Man Center, and I'd be like, oh, huh. Yeah. maybe I'll maybe I'll do that, and then I never did. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I would I remember <laughs> I remember one time we were leaving a Flyers game, and the circus was at the Spectrum, which was just across the parking lot. Okay, and we were walking to the car. <laughs> And I like I feel like I've inflated this in my memory but I'm just going to tell it the way that I remember it. I was a kid and Go was for a long it. time ago but this is this is my memory of it. This woman is holding a kid in one arm and holding the hands of another child as they're walking into the circus and there's a protester there with like a really sad sign of a poorly treated lion or elephant or something. And mm-hmm. like look, circuses like that person was right, circuses are bad for animals. That's not a not a thing. But in my memory, this woman let go of the child's hand and punched her, <laughs> and then like grabbed the hand back and kept the pro moving. punch I, the protester. A, yes, because the woman was like getting on her face, like yeah. how could you take your children to see this? And then the the mom was like, "Pow!" Just a little short arm jab, and then just like kept going. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, again, that could be just completely inflated over the years, but that's my memory of it. Just like a quick like boom, and then keep
1: walking. I like that. I would rather have the Barnum story of, like, how garbage, shyster, liar, manipulator he was. He was like, this woman was George Washington's slave. And people are like, that can't possibly be true because she would be, like, 200 years old. And he's like, when she dies, we'll cut her open and I'll prove it. (laughs) And you're like, what? (laughs) I hope she doesn't die soon. Is this, like, something you're- Also, what are you
0: proving? (laughs) He's gonna, like, cut her arm open and count the rings. (laughs) Yes! Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Please don't cut anyone's arm off to count the rings. That's obviously a joke. Um, The other thing about this Crocodile Dundee relationship thing, she, like, really loves his negs. He's constantly negging her. He's like mystery Dundee, just like let me tell you all the things that are bad about you. And she's like, oh, don't stop. Tell me more. Myster- I think also maybe mystery. that's
1: part of why I don't like it because he wrote this movie and starred in it, and I'm like, right. So you you wrote this to be like, yeah, this is how I get a girl. No, fuck off. I mean,
0: I mean, look, it's bad. I will not say that it is not bad, but
1: certainly some people do this, and and I are obviously you know? some like, people. Some people are damaged, and like that's right. fine. I do not condone this. I do not
0: endorse it. I'm just saying, like, obviously, some people do this, and it's effective. But like, preying on people's insecurities to get laid is really kind of a huge bummer to me.
1: Yeah,
0: I will. What isn't a huge bummer to me is the absolutely gorgeous, amazing lake we see here. Right oh, after this, it this is beautiful.
1: But yeah, she's like, you should come back to New York with me. The newspaper will pay for it, and I'm like why though like
0: right right
1: again the story you promised was a a a man with one leg who overcame the odds and is is now going back to the scene of his crime not crime the scene of his attack to like show people and that's not what you're doing at all anymore so like right what newspaper editor-in-chief is like yeah we'll spend money on this hogwash
0: yeah, I yeah I, I don't okay. I, I it's like the other thing about it too is it's funny to see Crocodile Dundee have these misadventures in New York, right? Like he encounters a mugger and you know whatever. But it, it's like, do you want to read a story about this guy going to the opera and a dinner party and stuff? Like I don't see what the intrigue there is. Is like yeah, oh I, I don't I couldn't really figure big.
1: out. There's lots of people here. I didn't get why the, him coming back would be worth anything to anyone. Like him in Australia, whatever. Like, I hung out with a shyster for, for a week, and this is what I learned. Like, some BuzzFeed nonsense. But, like, you don't... Yeah. N- he doesn't need to come home, because all they do is right. treat him like... like It's like King Kong. They're like, look at this. Look at this feral man. I'm like, he's not feral. Yeah, yeah. He's just right. a dude. They treat,
0: they treat him like he's Tarzan and or George of the Jungle. Yes. And he's, he's like, like, he's not a sophisticated person, but he can speak and write and do like, I mean, I don't know, maybe he can't.
1: He's a civilized them, right? human. He's not right. a feral. He just has a weird job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's akin to doing this same treatment with somebody who, you know, moved to New Orleans, doesn't have a, a like a regular, pu- you know, full time ish job and just like does odd jobs around town, scrapes by enough to get by. And like, that's how they want to live, which like people do that, you know, it's like yeah. a thing people do. Cool. I do, I do like, I will say, like, say something nice. I do really enjoy this bit where he goes around and collects all this food, like forages and cuts off the bark of the tree and picks this fruit and picks this thing or whatever. And then he's like handing it to her and letting her eat it. And he's like, yeah, you know, it tastes like shit, but gets the job done. She starts eating this mushroom. And she's like, what are you going to eat?" And he's like, oh, this. And he pulls out a can of beans and starts opening it. I did think that was funny.
1: Yeah, that was cute. Um, so they fly to New York.
0: Oh wait, we forgot the scene. Speaking of her giving him the, the doomy eyes, he is spearfishing and she is just like a She can't even handle it. She's practically like rolling around on the ground, like eyes out tongue rolling out, eyes going, Oh I'm I, I,
1: I must have stopped paying attention because I don't remember that, but I believe you. She
0: it, it is like it is like she she basically has to wear a bib to catch the drool. <laughs> Ew.
1: Ugh. Ugh. Uh, so now they fly to New York. Should have brought the like the sidekick guy with them, but whatever. And then he's like, "We meet her fiance or her, her boyfriend or whatever." So, so,
0: so uh, it's like the little things are good. Like Mick has never seen an escalator before and doesn't know how to handle it is funny. Like I, it's sure. a funny thing. Like uh, like the you set that up you and it's a good payoff. And it's like you do an elf too. Twelve of the. Yeah, it's like just give you know that it's like I get like I get the appeal of that kind of thing. You know, you can give me twelve of those. You know, it's fine. That's what because that's what Elf is—is the same sort of like fish out of water
1: jokes. Yeah, I think the reason Elf works a little better is that like the whole all of that stuff is condensed into like a five ten minute montage. Right, and then you get even that long. No, but then you get like. I put syrup on my cereal or like whatever he I don't remember. I don't watch Elf every year. That's it's pretty off. That's pretty accurate.
0: It, like but like you get, I unfortunately do watch Elf every year and that that feels right. Oh, I thought you hated Elf. I do. I do. Why do you watch every <laughs> ev- my girlfriend
1: really likes it and she doesn't really like a lot of movies. Yeah, she, she's a big fan. Huh. And I wouldn't and I, I, if I was if I was filling on the back of her baseball card that would not <laughs> that would not have made it there
0: she doesn't like a lot of movies. She's not a movie person like she will enjoy watching a movie, but she is not like a obsessive consumer of them like I am. And so like anytime she's into a movie and like wants to watch something, I'm like, yeah, sure. Cool. Like, cause like you don't, I like, I will, I will enjoy it just cause like I'll watch this movie. So Mm -hmm. anytime that she's like wants to lead the charge, which isn't that often, I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's watch that. Yeah. Why not? I'll I'll check that out. And so because she knows I hate it so much, she was like, can we can we please watch it like i i really like this movie i haven't seen it in a long time and i was like yeah all right fine and so for her birthday i gave her like a fake gift certificate that was like one <laughs> redeem
1: for one one viewing
0: <laughs> yes uh, but you know i you know it has come back into circulation
1: huh. but yeah like i remember like that movie was like five minutes of that montage of like eating gum off like all the weird stuff and then you kind of got it sprinkled in here and there and it, it, it became less of like the focal point and just like a yeah. throwaway gag. And I think that is a very well executed version of the fish out of water because it's not a, like hat on a hat on a hat of just like, it's the same joke. Right. We get it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I, it's like, so like he comes like here, it's like, here's a great like three scenes real quick. And then I'll, I'll let you take back over for the dinner party. But so we have like the escalator thing. Pretty
1: good. Gag. I wasn't even at the dinner Works party fine. yet.
0: Right. Well, whatever. But we go outside and then it's Reginald Val Johnson. And immediately he's like, it's the same thing of like, oh, I don't know any better. But he's like, oh, like, what tribe are you from? And I'm like, "Ugh, poor Reginald Val Johnson. I that was my note. Poor
1: Reginald Val Johnson.
0: Yeah. It's like it's just it's like I I get it. But I just don't think it needs to be here. Like, no. Just, it does nothing for me. No. But then the follow up, well, they're in the fancy hotel and he's smoking a cigarette and he's like looking for an ashtray and can't find one. And he shrugs and he ashes on top of his hat. I thought it was very, very funny. Like I legitimately laughed at that because it was so unexpected to me. Yeah. Because like nobody smokes in movies anymore. So I just don't have it. Like no. any smoking related joke is probably going to still work for me because that's just like completely. Well, boring. smarking,
1: s- smarking, <laughs> smoking is an automatic R now.
0: Right, right.
1: Um and that's and, and Disney apparently banned it in all their films in 2007, like a, ages ago, and that's why the new right. Cruella didn't smoke.
0: Yeah, trash.
1: They gave her a cane cuz I was like I was like she my Gave her a cane. She doesn't have a cane in the I know, but so movie. my cuz my brain was like my I think my brain like her having something to like gesture with her hands cuz she does a lot of like that like, you know. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I was like, "Oh, that's what my brain conflated and like didn't notice anything was weird because I'm used to her having the cigarette holder, and they just gave her a longer one. <laughs> so did she have polio that she got better from? What? No, no, she she, it was it was a, was a fashion a cane. It was an eccentric rich person fashion cane, which like right. tracks.
0: Corella smokes. This is canon. Get this trash out. Are they gonna go like edit it out of the cartoon movie no. on Disney Plus? They just won't put it in their new stuff. Do you know that's why people
1: think that Disney makes people point with two fingers? That's a very common theory. Yeah.
0: Yes, I find it amusing. It's, it's also it, like it's clever. Possible. I've seen I've seen pictures of
1: Disney where it's like, yeah, that could have been a f- cigarette photoshopped out of that. Yeah. easily. Um, but like, so he's in New York. So first of all, we meet her boyfriend again, and he's very nice. He's very sweet, and like, I missed you. You're yeah. sexy, and I was like, shouldn't shouldn't you be like an asshole like?
0: Yes, exactly. I was like, "This should be a Hallmark movie boyfriend." Who's like, "Oh, you you gallivanting all over the planet." What's that, boss? Work
1: on Christmas. Got it. Hang up. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy shouldn't be nice and sweet and charming and like super excited to see her and happy. And it's like, as an audience member, I'm like, "Oh, I, like, because she doesn't mention the boyfriend." Well, if they're in the beginning.
1: He's in the beginning.
0: Right, but she kisses Mick.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot she kissed him already.
0: So I'm just like, oh, I
1: forgot about the boyfriend, and I'm like,
0: oh, she has a boyfriend. Wait, that sucks. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? And it's like, oh, Andy's nice. What is this movie?
1: Yeah. So they're driving around New York, and uh, uh, Crocodile Dundee is just like, ch- like rolling down the window and chatting with people as they're at a red light. And I was like, he yes. wasn't like this in Australia. He's like, right, oh, it's so friendly. Blah blah blah. I'm like, you were not that way in Australia. So why are you this well, way here?
0: I think it's because in Australia, again, he only knows twenty-two distinct individuals, and so there's just no strangers to him. And so it's it's in Australia, he's like, "Hey, Billy, you know, put another shrimp on the Bobby, or whatever, you know." And then <laughs>
1: you sound like fucking <laughs> like Bert from Mary Poppins.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look, when you're bad at it, it's funnier to lead into it. I okay? mean, yeah, I'm aware that I don't think I'm good at it. I just would like, yeah. That to be clear. But he's like, you know, he's walking around town in Australia and he's just like, oh, I know all these people. Billy, Paulie, how you doing, mate? You know, and and then he comes to New York and he's like, I don't know any of these people. You ever been down under? Have a a crocodile bit or something. And then he's just like meeting all the strangers.
1: Um.
0: I do. I Again, also, I keep saying nice things, but I did have a legitimate laugh of like, oh, he's in the bathroom. He makes weird noise. I'm like, oh, here comes the bidet joke. And then. The they like do their little tete a tete, and she's getting in the car. and You hear the window open upstairs, and she looks up, and he's like, It's for washing your ass. Ain't it? I thought that was good, yeah, that was
1: cute. Uh, and this is what I wrote. Oh, this movie is, I think that I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think this movie is just Jungle to Jungle,
0: yeah. I have not seen Jungle to Jungle in a long time. I just recently listened to a funny podcast about it. That oh, really, really, yeah, ripped into it. Um, quite good, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's JTT, it right. Ever. JTT yeah, and, 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 and Tim uh, Allen, Tim Allen, yeah. yeah, who I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Is it, it JTT? I think it, it might be. It might be that other kid,
1: Devin. Not Devin Sawa. No, he looks like both of them, but it's not him. It was <laughs> like every '90s heartthrob.
0: Right, he had the floppy haircut and all that business.
1: Yeah, um, that, that like colonial middle part. The colonial middle part, yeah, in in oh, the oh, oh, oh 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 hair hair hair. Yeah. I thought you were
0: talking about um, the middle of Jungle to Jungle. No no like
1: no colonial. no. They had the colonial middle that's part, right? That they featured in the beginning of Hocus Pocus, and when it was supposed to be 1693. Yes, yes. It's actually Sam Huntington. Why well, don't know that name?
0: Did you watch Being Human?
1: Yes. He was he was the werewolf, I think. Oh really? Show me. Flip your yeah. Show me. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally yeah. see it.
0: He was the werewolf, right?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure cuz the vampire was, had that yeah. smoldery vampire look and the ghost was a girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, he was the he was the werewolf. Um, um
1: anyway, that, this is not a jungle to So jungle uh, this is the no, it's not. Uh <laughs> Pod 2 cast. Um so the the boyfriends like, "Hey, we should go somewhere special for dinner tonight." Um, and she's like, this restaurant, and he's like, 7.30, great, and she's like, reservation for three, and he's like, okay. I'm not getting laid tonight, I guess. Which, like, props to him for not being like, um, how about no? Like, (laughs) which I would have done. I would have been like, uh, no, your little weirdo Australian friend can order room service. I haven't (laughs) seen you in six fucking weeks. We're having dinner together.
0: At minimum, I'm like, okay, he can come to dinner, but then uh you're gonna come home with me right like just the two of us and we can like have a we can have a cocktail at home together and like reconnect and, and have a couple moments.
1: yeah right? we are getting you know we're getting pretty serious here right so they show up and she's like sorry we're late and i was like i needed more indication that you were late because he's like oh like orders for whatever and goes to the table and she he stands up and she's like you have been waiting a while. And I'm like, wait, is he, is he supposed to be drunk? I don't get this. What's happening? Right. Um. And then he gets to the table and he like, it's like movie shorthand for asshole that he like someone speaks in another language to the waitstaff. Yes. Which is like, yes, I, I mean, it's definitely a try hard move, but I never, I always was like, what? I don't see why that has to be such a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's it's all about tone, right? Like if you if you speak Spanish fluently and you enjoy speaking Spanish and you go to a restaurant where you think the wait staff speak Spanish and you speak it like, you know, you you open with like a, "Hey, can we speak some Spanish?" you know, you know, "Hablo español por favor?" you know, something like that and then you do it, it's different than just like rattling off the order and you're just like, "Oh, yes, I I'll nice, blow a little
1: Espanol, you know what I mean? That's fair. Although this is also a restaurant that they frequent a lot, it seems.
0: Sure, sure. He just, he kind of zap Brandigan's it. Like, <laughs> he fully zap Brandigan's it. He's like, uh, hola, Miguel, uh, por favor, uh, tres cervezas. And it's just like- Although it's Italian. Like, right, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yes. I don't
1: speak Italian.
0: I, I know. I just Spanish want to clarify
1: Spanish. that it's an Italian restaurant.
0: I was trying to illustrate for the podcast with the poquito español I hablo. Uh,
1: Try Duolingo. Refresh yourself. I I, I'm not good at it. You too can be stalked by the owl of Duolingo. (laughs) Um, and so then he pulls the ultimate like, you know, shorthand for asshole, which is like, I'm going to order for the table, and I was like, I mean. In this instance, though, why would you order for the table? Because yeah, I only ever, it's, I that only ever happens when it's like me and my boyfriend go out for dim sum and we agree on like the four or five different things we're gonna get, and I'll just tell the server the five things we're getting.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's weird at all in a relationship. It's weird on a first date. It's weird on you know a triple date situation. However, it could also be like. Hey, Croc, is this like you don't? Do you know any of this food? Is it okay if we just like order some stuff and everybody shares and we'll find something you like to eat? But again, it's all tone.
1: He's like, "Oh, let me take
0: care of this." Hmm.
1: Um. And then he he's clearly laughing because you know, Crocodile Dundee, who they never even make over to. Which.
0: Yeah, I was shocked. really expecting a montage of him getting a suit and then him like. Finding a way to wear an alligator belt or something.
1: Or, or like, he finds an alligator vest to wear under the suit, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Alligator shoes.
1: Yes. So, like, he's kind of a douche. I also
0: think they do this thing here where he, like, kind of makes Crocodile Dundee order and he ends up punching the guy and knocking him out. And it's, like, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Like, that's such an escalation of, like, haha, I'm an asshole.
0: And and instead, I'm going to throw a punch. But, like, it's much funnier if he orders in Italian. Like Oh my god, funnier. that would have been the best punchline. It's way funnier if he is just like, "Uh yes, uh, to start with we'll have the arancini and the uh the the platter mezze and um for the lady we'll do the" and just like rattles off this whole thing. Yeah, oh, that is such a better punchline cuz then It's it, so much funnier cuz then
1: the, the second punchline can be like Oh, I had a couple of Roman tourists coming through last year, or like whatever. Exactly, what, like something to say
0: the same thing. Exactly, and then he like show or he like shows off something that they left him, but like gave him right, like you know, got mm-hmm. this from some Roman tourists or whatever it is. Just like it's maybe it's like a cross made of crocodile teeth or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, something. Yeah, I'm just spitballing ideas here, but like it's so much funnier if he's just like. Oh yes, it's. I mean, again, I uh, to be fair, I am pulling that joke from uh, the, the fucking Hawk Hogan movie we did, where they're like, oh, 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 "Monsieur Rip, perhaps you'd like
1: a hamburger, merkino?" Oh, I Hawk. don't. It's it's been so long since that movie that I forgot. <laughs> it, I thought it was and, like and a ho- fresh idea, <laughs> and then Hawk, I didn't
0: realize it until I said it out loud. But like, and then Hulk Hawk, Hawk, and orders in French, but it's just like, it's just it's just way funnier. Like the whole, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, oh. He's going to speak Italian. It's going to be no.
1: no. Oh, he's just going to punch you. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I guess that's a choice. It was just not a funny ending. It was no. not the it was not the right button because then because also it was written in a way that wasn't like a punch and then he flies back. It wasn't like a Mrs. Doubtfire like woo, like fall back in the yeah. chair. It, he looks like he has some brain damage.
0: Right, and then he has like a fencing response, his arms go out, and then it leads to them gaslighting him and being like, no, you didn't get punched, you're drunk, and I'm
1: just like, No, I don't remember that part. Yeah, in the car, he's like all groggy and stuff. No, because she's like, he said you punched him, and he's like, he was being an asshole, and she was like, that's not the point. Had she
0: gotten up from the table for some reason? I don't remember.
1: He was like, look over there. Oh, okay, he did a classic look over there. (laughs) Yeah um so so okay because okay, then he's like are you we, serious we gotta- about this lemon and i'm like this is none of your fucking business
0: yeah it's it's super is not but like i'll give Croc the benefit of the doubt like he doesn't know this woman as a girl a boyfriend so this is like a bit of a shock to him but if she truly it was like hey look over there and she looked away and Heard the sound of meat slapping together because I don't know if you've ever punched or been punched, audience, but it sounds like something. Yeah, like it's a noticeable noise when a fist punches a face. And then she turns around and her boyfriend is slumped in the chair, and he's like, "I must have had too many Fosters." Like, no, what? Yeah, That's no, not absolutely what not. happened.
1: Absolutely not.
0: So. It's like, this man clearly has a concussion. He's like, his brain's would
1: scramble. It's like, hey. Like, you shouldn't let, let this man th- fall asleep.
0: Right. was <laughs> so what I wrote down, too, which apparently is not no longer true. Like, that's not concussion treatment anymore, but it oh. definitely was when I was a yeah, kid.
1: Yeah, in my brain, it's like, don't let them fall asleep or they're never yeah, going to wake up.
0: Right, right. Yeah, apparently the don't fall asleep thing was so you could, like monitor and make sure they weren't, like, suddenly slurring or, or having any speech. Oh. And, like, obvious brain problems. But that translated to, like, waking people up. Like, people would sleep for an hour and you'd wake them up and talk to them a little bit.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, so she's like, I'm going to take him inside. You go. She goes, we have a big day tomorrow. And I was like, a big day of what? Of what? Yes. What? Is he doing the morning yes. talk show circuit? <laughs> Like we was right. he on the Today see, Show? Like sense. what the fuck?
0: Right. So what needs to have happened is we need to see her like doing dispatch stories from the outback, and then we need like a Ghostbusters esque montage of
1: newspapers and magazines. We should and, like, be so lucky for that montage in right. this movie.
0: But it's like we should we should think that America has crocodile Dundee fever, right? Yes. That they're just like obsessed with this man of like, oh my god, what else can we learn about the
1: crazy Australian? Oh my god, he's coming here, and it should be like Beetle like, I'm just picturing airport. Robin Wright talking to this talking to Sue or whatever her name is, and being like, "So our guest, who want you want to book this man on the Today Show? Uh, what or Good Morning America? What is his deal?" He's Australian. Oh, and he. Uh, what? What about it? He's just Australian, and he has a knife. Okay, you can get out of my office now. Like, absolutely exactly. not. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, like we should. We should, as the audience, be like, oh, every. It's not just that everyone knows Crocodile Dundee. Everybody loves Crocodile Dundee. Everybody, when he's not there, is asking where's Crocodile Dundee. Like, I want that. Like, I want this man getting off the plane to just like. Ah and like little kids like and hats clawing off his, yeah yeah they all have the hats on women are like tearing his clothes off as he walks by like that is what this should be
1: yeah uh so he and the he gets into a ta- into the, oh it's a taxi that's why I, I was like oh, it's not Reginald L. Johnson it should have been that was a missed right. opportunity it's this gross yes, little cab driver who looks like he crawled out of a garbage heap and like shook out his hat of like garbage juice and put it on and was like hey I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna drive you somewhere yes.
0: This this is part of a through line that happened earlier too, where he like climbed up on a pole in New York on in the New York streets and the cop like came over to him on horseback and it like the cut see, it cut away and then cut back and croc is like riding the back of the horse to the to the hotel. And yeah. it's like he the whole bit is he's constantly making friends with everybody. So of course he makes friends with the cab driver. He's like, Hey, you wanna go get a drink? And the cab like turns his light off and they go have a drink together. It's like they're trying to build this like, oh, he's this affable
1: everyman thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get the he's like in the dive bar holding court about Australian spiders, um,
0: which to be fair, I think would probably happen if a guy walked in wearing a crocodile vest in a New York yeah, bar. In maybe that's yeah. probably about how it goes down.
1: And then you get like, I feel like it, and as soon as it happened, I was like, that's just a trope in the 80s movies. I never noticed that like you need a, a, a black person to walk in the scene and like validate your lead character as a cool person yes. and then leave yes, and exactly. never come back
0: exactly we 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 only allowed black people in the movies to be like oh it's like we it's movie shorthand all black people are extremely cool but also we don't want any of them
1: in the movie exactly they can have one scene and five lines of dialogue maybe sing a song
0: yeah yeah it's it is a really buck wild trope
1: yeah and then we get the fucking fucking fuck
0: Yeah. As soon as I saw this person on screen, I was like, oh, man, this sucks. Like, I don't know where we're going, but I guarantee I don't like it.
1: Played by a cis woman.
0: Yeah. But I just the way that they had this person, this person dressed, I was like, very clearly this is supposed to be like, uh, I don't want to throw the wrong word around, but like, clearly this is this person
1: in today's parlance is a trans woman.
0: Right. So I wasn't sure if the movie was going for a trans person or like a person who was cross dressing.
1: Yeah yeah that's fair i
0: i I didn't like i wasn't sure what the movie was doing so i it's like i didn't want to use the wrong term but it's like i i the movie is clearly showing this person and it's like oh they're not the gender you think they are like it's very clearly what the get and i'm just like holding my breath of like oh how bad is this gonna be huh
1: it's fucking terrible
0: yeah, it's he sexually assaults this person.
1: He uh-huh. grabs their genitals. Like he's like flirting not... with her, and then yeah. the, the the fucking bottom feeding trash goblin cab driver is like that's a man, that's a fag. And I was like No, clearly not <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Th- full like presenting as a woman would we'll be quote unquote passing as a woman, and then so Crocodile Dundee walks up and grabs her by her genitals. And the bar laughs. And I was like, no, this is no. Yeah. Eat dirt and die trash.
0: Right. Like the, the, the way that you could do this joke. And like, again, I'm using a lot of air quotes here. Cause it's like, this is, this is a, and it,
1: it, in the eighties, it was less. It's also even weirder movie. that they cast a cis woman, like a former playboy model. That's who that who right. said that woman is. Right. It's so, it's so right. weird.
0: Right, like, why wouldn't you cast a like have a man play this character if that's the joke you're going for? But it's like in the '90s, there was a lot of jokes that were just like, man, could you imagine if gay people had the audacity to exist? Like that was prevalent. Can you imagine gay everything? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's like the 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 only thing I could see like working in this instance, like if this is the low hanging fruit you're going for, have it be a situation where this person like crocodile dundee is in the bathroom and this person comes out of a stall and he's like what's going on here or something you know what i mean and it's yeah. like oh crazy new york city and then it's like it's still making a trans person the butt of the joke which sucks but at least it's not the main character hero every man affable lovable guy for
1: movie just groping someone sexually assaulting a human
0: <laughs> just like get the fuck
1: out of here what Yeah, I was so mad, and I already like the hero of the movie. I already was like, "Person's genitals." Already don't really like this movie, and then that happened, and I was like, "Mother, get out, (laughs) get out!" So like,
0: I didn't hate this the way you did. I think it's like kind of fine, and sort of like a weird shaggy dog of a movie where it's like, like you said, there's no conflict. There's really just like barely sketches going through, but I'm just like. This sucks. Like, it's also, it just wasn't very funny. Like, they, this person is humiliated and runs away very sad. And the whole bar laughed. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, what not about okay. Because, like, you can throw that scene out and not affect the movie. And you can have this subsequent scene, which is Crockett out on D talking to two hookers and not knowing they're hookers. I thought this scene was kind of funny. Like, the way that this played out of them. Yeah. them, And they, then, like... They're clearly dropping hints. Like everything they're saying is like,
1: I'm a sex worker. I'm a sex worker. I'm, I am a sex worker.
0: And not for nothing. This is the only time in the movie where an American person is like, Hey, you're that guy I've been reading about in the news. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. It's like, they like, it's like, Oh, you know what? You're famous. We'll have sex with you for no money. Because like, why not? Like, it'll be fun for us. I've never had sex with an Australian man. That'll be interesting. And it's like, this this scene is much funnier if it's like take out the sexual assault scene, put these two women in the bar, and he's chatting them up, and the guy's like, "Hey, hey, they're hookers, they're there hookers," you, and he's yes. like, "Ah!" And then he walks out of the bar with the two women, and the pimp comes out. Oh, he's they like, fish? Are you gonna pay me? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he's bathing in the tub, and I was like, I, "Oh, I guess she's gonna see him naked."
0: Yeah. No, he she didn't. He just put his hat over his. Yeah, I he, just he this whole scene back. was
1: weird. Again, I'm like, you wrote this movie, Brohan.
0: Right, right. He
1: co-wrote it. To be fair, either way, like you knew you were going to star in it. Right, right. Um, she they go to a hot dog stand, and this is like the
0: callback to the foraging scene. She orders him this hot dog with like 400 toppings <laughs> on it. Like, look. I'm a guy who will load up a hot dog. I got no problem going mm-hmm. buck wild on a hot dog arena. You know, but, like, when you're ordering a hot dog cart, she's like, all right, ketchup, mustard, cooked onions, raw onions, relish, chili. And I'm like, this is – you are not that untenable
1: – Isn't that the whole point of a Chicago dog, though? Aren't Chicago dogs supposed to be, like, covered in so much shit you kind of have to sit down, Sh- like a two-hander? Chicago,
0: yeah, Chicago dogs have, like, a pickle on there and these, like, spicy peppers and stuff. But they're – other than the mustard and the relish are largely um, uh, solid ingredients, like it's a oh, and yeah. pepper. This lady orders four different liquids, <laughs> and it's just like the hot dog bun does not have the structural integrity to support <laughs> the hot dog bun. Barely has structural
1: integrity for my mayo. Like
0: <laughs> she did. She puts mustard. You put mayo on a hot dog. Oh yeah,
1: mayo okay. and mustard my top two uh
0: in seattle they do cream cheese which has always intrigued
1: me i would totally try that a toasted bun with the cream cheese yeah. i would try the hell yeah. out of that but
0: but she does mustard mayo chili and the like wet cooked onions of a street cart and i'm like this is this is a nightmare there's it comes no structural in integrity paper. it's not it's
1: not a little cardboard boat you can't oh, yeah, it's, eat it's this just thing. that tissue paper, that like coffee right? filter thing <laughs>
0: Like, even doing the, like, South Philly lean you do with a cheesesteak where you're, like, eating
1: standing up at a counter,
0: there's no counter! How are you eating this hot dog?
1: Uh, So, a woman gets her purse stolen, and the guy's running away. The guy is a football field away at this point. Yes. And Crocodile doesn't- 100 yards easy. Picks up a soup can and kind of, like, looks around and then throws it and hits him in the head. And I was like, No. No. Yeah. No. 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 Too it's stupid. Too stupid. Even the, for you. <laughs> the only thing that takes this away from the version that would be in the parody
0: movie would be him licking his finger to test the wind. Yes. That's the only thing that he doesn't do because in the parody version that was that would be it.
1: What? Honestly, I, I would have been less mad if uh he like picked up a coat hanger and broke the broke the hook off. Yes. And used it as a boomerang.
0: Later, Reginald VelJohnson Johnson breaks the antenna off his taxi and throws a boomerang. And I was just like, there must be a deleted scene. I was like, this is have. dumb. But but if Crocodile Dundee had done that here and then Reginald Val Johnson did it there, it would have been a good callback.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so they go to another party and I, there's a lot of parties. Again, he, he is Tarzan and just like being trotted right. out at these events.
0: I'm gonna need to pause here for thirty to forty minutes so I can talk about the skirt that the woman is wearing. Which skirt? She's wearing. This woman has on a, a top. Is and it a the skirt old lady? Are both. No, it's a. It, I might have the wrong party here, but um, this is the, the cocaine the sk- party. It's got the. It's got the printing all over it. I
1: don't There's remember like this. Letters I'll have all to. Over
0: this woman's clothes. Okay. I'm not making a joke. It literally says "poop" over her butt. It's like the the skirt is like just random letters. It's like p p p p o o o o p, p p p p o o o o, And then the next line will be like R whatever. Oh, so because of the, the
1: riffles has, in her skirt?
0: Yes. It literally is a, a sequence of P's, like five or six O's, and then P's again right over her butt. And it was just like this. <laughs> i have to, skirt to go back and find this scene. Over her butt.
1: It's bonkers. Uh. So he's at the party and she's like, let me introduce you to my friend. And he introduces her to a woman that they've, I'm pretty sure they digitally altered her voice to be down. Yeah. I think it's just a dub over. Like it's a different person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck me. And then he gropes this older woman. And rather than be horrified by this action that she's never fucking seen before, the reporter's like, he's Australian.
0: Get out of my house. Right. Again, like funnier joke is something about peeing standing up like a- again it's not a good joke it's still transphobic but at least like it's not
1: sexual at it's assault not sexual and assault.
0: transphobic yeah it's like you take one of the two
1: Ugh. and so then he walks in on some guy doing some good old-fashioned cocaine and he just ruins this man's stash uh, uh, crazy. Uh, so literally i was like i have i wonder i was like I've never seen anyone do anything with coke involving water. So I was like, I assume you're not supposed to do that. Right. I'm, I'm not, I don't have a lot of experience. Um,
0: yeah, I have seen people do cocaine. I have not done cocaine, but I've never seen anyone make cocaine tea
1: before. Well, so just also, in. why was there water boiling at this party?
0: Yes, I was wondering the same thing. There's just a kettle constantly steaming for just someone to have tea.
1: Yeah, it's weird. So you needed to
0: have this is this is a big criticism of the the props or or set dressing departments. I forget which would be responsible. But there should be a teacup with a tea bag in it adjacent to this tea.
1: Yes, a 100% there should be. So yeah, he makes a he makes a steam bath uh like a, for your face out of this guy's cocaine and I was like, "Would that
0: do anything?" I really don't think so. I think you could probably drink the cocaine and get some, like, residual... Yeah,
1: because people something. rub it on their gums in the movies.
0: Yeah, if he, if he
1: like, just sipped it and swished it a <laughs> I'm just picturing him picking up this bowl and, like... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So they leave the... She, and then there's a very candid conversation about cocaine. Right. Is this Seriously. an R-rated movie? I don't think so. Because she's like, and that was several hundred dollars worth of cocaine... I don't yes. know why she's Samantha from Sex in the City.
0: <laughs> you totally turned her into Samantha. You even did the eye thing.
1: The shoulder. Hmm. Yeah. And he's like, what's, the, what's cocaine? And I was like, and she's like, you snored it. And he was like, why? And she's like, you know, to get a buzz. And I was like, what is happening?
0: why are we describing what cocaine is? <laughs> why are we taking time out of this movie to explain what cocaine is <laughs> and also like i know he's a bushman but certainly he's aware of drugs like somebody's rolling up a
1: joint in the backwoods of australia no yes um and then the this is a knife moment honestly all i thought was that it was it felt like a knockoff version of don't fuck with the Babysitter." from adventures in babysitting
0: (laughs) this does predate that i think i think babysitters 88
1: oh yeah but yeah it just if the way it the whole the way the whole scene was like it was a guy in the bright red jacket just like the lords of hell and i was like this is just feels like that and
0: well this is because every movie after uh beat it was just like ah gangs you know bright red leather jackets the gang attire (laughs) yeah hey it's like in batman world yeah yeah um so we get some nice vintage newsroom scenes which i always like to see in a movie we get this just sad decrepit smoke-filled hellhole of a newsroom in nineteen you know 1986 yeah and so this is like oh I'm, we're going to dinner with my parents and so in my head i'm like okay this is like six people right it's mm-hmm. like croc the boyfriend the girlfriend yeah, the, the woman, uh, the lead of the movie, and her parents, and like maybe another person, right? And then we get to the house, and it's like 50
1: people! It's, it's like a, a huge party. On,
0: yeah. Leading to this
1: absolute psycho proposes in front of all these strangers, like a complete maniac! Well, I, they're not strangers. That's okay, the thing. You're right, the f- you're
0: right, you're right, you're right, you're right.
1: It's It seems like it's, maybe not they're, pe- they're friends, but it's like they're people, like, she again country clubby uh, like assumption like it feels like these are all her dad's work friends and she now knows because yeah, she works yeah. for the company.
0: Yeah. Oh, and we um, forgot to mention the callback to Mick. He the, the family dogs are like barking and running up really
1: angrily, and Mick hypnotizes them like the ox earlier or the yeah <laughs> it was ox, the water buffalo. Uh, and and then he uh, the butler looks like Mickey Rooney, but it's not.
0: He does. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it was. I,
1: God, I wish honestly. Jack and I watched Phantom of the Megaplex, which is a Disney Channel original movie starring Mickey uh, Rooney. That man, I was like, how old is he? And when did he die? Because <laughs> this movie came out in like, I'm going to guess, oh, two. Like, it was very. I
0: think Mickey I think Mickey Rooney died, like, fairly recently. It, like, right? f- in
1: the last five years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. But he, he is one of the most prolific. He was one of the most filmed actors in movie history.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also, I think he owned a hotel or a bowling alley in our hometown. In Downingtown? Yeah, I remember there's some, ask mom next time you see her, or talk to her, there's some Mickey Rooney connection to, remember the the bowling alley across from where like BJ's was? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 in the in back, back there. there. Yeah, near the, yeah, yeah, there, there was some connection to Mickey Rooney with that hotel in front of it. I, I never knew it that. I thought that wasn't a hotel,
1: I thought that was an old folks home.
0: Okay, maybe that's the connection, maybe that's, maybe mm. he lived in that old folks home.
1: Oh, maybe, yeah.
0: He died in 2014, by the way.
1: Yeah, so I was close. Yeah, I w- um God, I love Mickey Rooney. He's so he's and he's like in this movie. He looks like he's a hundred years old in the in the Phantom of the Megaplex. Um,
0: yeah, he does.
1: Uh, but then Crockett, she's like, oh, she says something to the effect of like she used to be really crazy, but now she's cool. And I was like, oh, he's going to parrot that and say it again later. Like, that's going to yeah, be the yeah, joke. Yeah. And it's not. Instead, she's like, she found a good shrink. And he's like, what? And she's like, a psychiatrist. And he's like, that's Hokum. All you got to do is talk to your friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Christ and a cracker. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah.
0: It's just like, I don't want to watch my
1: uncle's Facebook posts in movie form. Thank you very much. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they got, her boyfriend proposes, and she doesn't really answer. And everyone just kind of claps, and he puts the ring on her, and they kiss. And I was like, but she didn't answer. She didn't say yes. She didn't seem enthusiastic. So yeah, they get married. They get they engage, Get engaged. And I went. There's 13 minutes left in this movie.
0: Yeah, it's 13. Wild. Yeah, he's really truly buck wild. And also, the movie has like three or four minutes of credits. So you're talking about like nine minutes to wrap up the narrative here.
1: It's so bizarre. So he leaves, and then Reginald Val Johnson like drops him off somewhere, and he goes on a walkabout. And then the sex workers come back, and they're the they're like pimp. It's that
0: different sex workers though.
1: No, it's the same ones. No, because he says I thought you were
0: so and so, and it's not. And then the pimp walks out.
1: Oh, because it was the same pimp, so I assumed it was the same sex workers.
0: I yeah, I thought so too. Um so they start so he, to beat he, like, him has up confrontation with the with the pimp. And then Reginald Bell Johnson drives in and
1: commits some light vehicular manslaughter to save the day. Um, is there a word for like, I didn't kill you, but I definitely hit you and hurt you with my car.
0: <laughs> Attempted vehicular manslaughter. Sure. Because this guy like he hits. Well,
1: no, because manslaughter implied. Like, I thought manslaughter was the was, the, the was roof it thing. was not on purpose.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, you're probably right.
1: I was. I thought the whole difference was that manslaughter was like an accident, like you didn't mean to kill someone, but you definitely did things to kill someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is where we get the makeshift. This is
0: this. This is a near ve- vehicular homicide.
1: Yes, very close. And we get the makeshift boomerang, and I was like, I guess, fine. I'm, I'm yeah, glad. It's, it's- I'm glad Val Johnson got stuff to do.
0: Yeah, I, it's like, I agree on all counts, but I'm also like, what, what is going on? Why does he know how to do this and throw, a, it's really hard to throw a boomerang.
1: Yeah. So he goes back to his hotel and he's like, I'm laving. And, uh, they're like at the hotel, they tell what's her face, the reporter girl, the woman like, Oh, he said he's checking out. We're all going to miss him. Uh, and then he goes to, he like asks the doorman, like, Hey, I'm on, going on a walkabout. Where do I go to leave town? And he's like, go to the subway and then she comes up and he's like you just missed him he's at the subway and then we get like i was so angry at this movie she gets down there and the subway platform is so full she can't get to him and she's like i need to speak to that man over there and we proceed to get an extended sequence of a multi-line conversation of screamed telephone yes. in a subway platform please tell him not to leave tell him i'm not going to uh, tell uh, tell him he can't leave Hey, tell him he can't leave. Hey, buddy, you in the black hat, you can't leave. Why can't I leave? Why can't he leave? Yeah, why can't he leave, lady? It's bonkers, and I hate it. Honestly, it feels like they got to the end and they were like, (laughs) this conversation is only five lines. How How do we extend it? I know, we'll get three other characters to shout the lines to. And it's very
0: strange because it's like the one guy is like an older black guy with a bandana. And I was like, are we coding this guy as like gang? And it's like, no, he's just like regular person in New York. And then the other guy
1: is like the voice we do all the time of like,
0: hey, bada boom, bada boom, construction worker. looks
1: like he's going to an audition for the village people as a construction worker. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's just totally, totally insane. And then it like culminates with the like, okay, I don't want to leave. I love you. And Croc starts like walking on top of people. It's there's three distinct shots of him stepping on another person's head and their head like jamming to the side.
1: Yeah, I I started skipping forward. I was like, I hate this movie. I want it to be over.
0: Also, Reginald L. Johnson somehow had the limo repaired overnight, despite the fact that the windshield was destroyed and the antenna got ripped off and yeah. there was a big dent in the hood. But yeah, so I, this reminded He's me of... professional. I hadn't thought... <laughs> the ending of this reminded me of... I hadn't thought about this in, in several years, but I went to a concert my freshman year of college that was like the hippie sort of jam band adjacent music that I like, you know, guitar, folky, whatever. Yeah. And this very drunk young woman, like probably my age climbed up on stage and like jumped off to, to crowd surf, And like, I don't know the crowd. crowd That's not the crowd, crowd, for, crowd for surfing. Like, it's just not my kind of music. I've never gone. Yeah. And so this woman gets like very short distance before like coming to me. And I was close to the stage and, at the point where she's coming to me like people had basically started dropping her and so i just kind of had to put my hands up to protect my head because otherwise i would have gotten crocodile dundee where this woman would have just landed on my head and so i just kind of like shielded myself and she hit me and fell on the ground like a bag of dirt but it's like i couldn't catch her like i had to i did not I, did not I did not sign any
1: s- any social contract to carry you when i walked into this <laughs> concert
0: right right and i re- she got up and started yelling at me and i was like I don't know what you think you're at, but this is not a crowd surfing concert. Also, I don't give a fuck.
1: I didn't tell you to get on stage and crowd surf. I never said I would help you crowd surf. Get out of here.
0: Like, the thing is, like, if it was that kind of event. Go burn patchouli. It would be one thing. But I was like, what is this crazy person doing? (laughs) But she wasn't a hippie person. Like, a hippie person wouldn't do that.
1: No. Yeah, you're but right. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, the other thing this scene really reminded me of was that crazy part of I think it's the first Raimi Spider Man where they're like, "You messed with one
1: of us." No, you that's not the first one. That like- is that's um that's the second one with Doc Ock. Two. It's two.
0: Okay, but I it's just like I'm just like I'm so cringy right now. Like, what are we doing? I don't mind it in Spider Man. I'm not a fan of that scene. It feels like someone who's
1: never been to New York
0: writing about New York.
1: But also, like, it's sort of like, that's that's comic book New York, where it's like, that's our Spider-Man. Even though a hundred superheroes live in New York, Spider-Man is like the superhero of New York.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get I get it. I get it. I just, the whole, like, New Yorker vibe of it, I'm just like, bleh. Anyway, that's the end of Crocodile Dundee. I do have one piece of information to add to this podcast before we leave. And Go that's ahead. That Mickey Rooney was the uh, the either the owner or just the endorser of the Tabas Hotel and Theater near Downingtown. It was Mickey Rooney's Tabas Hotel and Theater, and his face oh. used to be on it. Really, so I think that's that. I think I had the right hotel, and I think uh, it was just that like he for a long time was either like an endorser of it or you know. Uh, uh yeah he either endorsed it or he just um so maybe it's an old folks home now but uh i found the picture that i remembered and there literally was this weird uh giant billboard of mickey rooney's face wearing this dumb green
1: hat on the side of that hotel Move the other way mm-hmm. oh i remember that i never knew that was supposed to be mickey rooney
0: yeah it's that's mickey rooney
1: it looks it looks like the ollie's logo it does look like the Ali's logo. It super does. He also kind of looks like the
0: uh, the little old guy in The Luck of the Irish,
1: speaking of Disney Channel original. Yeah, series. yeah. It does look like the uh, the Nazi from uh, Blues Brothers. <laughs> That's right. The Nazi from Blues Brothers. Uh,
0: anyway, let's get the hell out of here. Do you have any final yeah. thoughts on Crocodile? No, feel I like hate this it. This podcast is way longer than this movie. <laughs> no, I, I hate it. Yeah, I didn't quite hate it as much as you, but I just like don't know why you would go visit this if you weren't already into it. It's like there's just not a lot here. Um, no, there's a few good moments. Like I, I did get some legitimate chuckles and and one laugh out of this movie. I, I, I won't lie, I'm not too cool to say that, but it's just it's yeah. I just this movie is just kind of like it meanders forever, and I really do think it's just one of those relics of its time where it's just like this guy is this guy is it. Let's get him. Let's get him in some movies. You know.
1: Yeah, possibly. So,
0: anyway, uh, this this has been dissecting the eighties. Don't forget to go visit us uh, over at Patreon. We just we mentioned that Ghostbusters episode; it's a very good one. It is. I think we're approaching, uh, yeah, really, truly a lot of fun. We're approaching twenty hours of bonus content uh, over there at the five dollar tier. Um, anybody who signs up gets some bonus content, but at the five dollar tier, you get uh, quarterly bonus episodes. And um, I I don't know if we had. Uh, ever explain this but just in case people aren't familiar if you do sign up for patreon you get all the back you get all the back catalog at once so everything that we've ever posted you can go there and look and check out the old newsletters and stuff And they also give you a – I'm a Patreon supporter of a few different podcasts. They give you an RSS feed that you can put into your favorite podcast app, whatever one that is for you. So you can uh, just not have to have a different player. It's not like Spotify where they're only on one app. Like you can listen to it on anything. So if you want to get more of our content, check out patreon.com slash Dissecting the 80s. Helps support the show, lets us do things like live shows when that's a thing again, helps us uh, upgrade our equipment, we have um, nicer microphones. Thanks to you all who have joined us over the years and pledged to be uh, members of the show, and we we really appreciate it. So if you have time to do that, check it out, patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. We're also on Twitter at Dissect the Eighties and on Facebook, Dissecting the Eighties. We'd love to hear from you. Then, uh, kudos to uh, Patreon supporter and listener Michelle who chimed in on the uh, back to school episode, talking about registrations, which was really yeah, cool. yeah. It was a
1: nice it was it was a nice little uh, little anecdote.
0: Yeah, it was cool to, to to see the the real the real version versus the movie version there. But um, so go check all that stuff out, and uh, we will see you back here in a couple of weeks uh, because dune comes out in october but we know october is a designated horror movie month here on the podcast yeah we're going to be doing dune a little early on the 20th of september which i've never seen before or read the book but i'm uh, i'm excited to dive into this uh this weird thing here yeah i've never seen it yeah so i'm excited to, to see what's what here so that'll be on the 20th of september thank you so much for listening i've been trip leno
1: i will always be andrew leno
0: until next time.
1: Don't you forget about me.
0: Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.